Psalm 121. I have learned uh, some very interesting things. I hope I can share them with you clearly uh, the next couple of weeks. So we're not get through the whole psalm. Uh, but to basically tonight is going to be why we, the psalms are written. Uh, did you know that from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, they're called the Songs of the Degrees? And so I did not know the background, possible background of all the things that, why they were written. Did you know that Hezekiah wrote 10 of those, David wrote four, and Solomon wrote one? And so the Psalms of Degrees, they are some of the most beautiful Psalms that we uh, think of as we think about those kind of things. Uh, let's just read 121, and then we will go into our lesson. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Isn't that a beautiful psalm? One of the most... Uh, picturesque psalms that we find in scripture and i have given you right from the beginning we're going to talk about the background of this i've entitled this the lord is our keeper uh, i'm really just going to cover the first two verses at most this evening but we find that psalm 120 we should read now psalm 120 now think about this i'll give you a head start this is hezekiah wrote this and if you the two things about hezekiah's life that we know were big deals were his sickness sundial goes back 10 degrees and he was added to him, interestingly, how many years? 15 years of the Songs of Degrees. 15 years. Uh, he only wrote 10 of those. Could be commensurate. 10 degrees of the sundial, 10 psalms. Anyway, he, he is the, the Songs of uh, the Degrees going back on the sundial. And then the other thing was Sennacherib's attack, uh, an imminent attack upon Jerusalem. So think about that now as Hezekiah possibly, well, we know he wrote it. Perhaps uh, Sennacherib's, perhaps it's Rabshakeh has given his speech. In my distress, 120, verse 1, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. A.K.A. possibly, we might think, Rabshakeh, if you remember the story. Uh, all the, oh, don't listen to him, etc. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou foul, false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn and Meshach that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So when you think about Hezekiah writing these psalms and his life and how these items, this, this the intimate danger of Shennacherib, the, uh, the illness where he was given uh, 10, 15 more years, now put that, that's where I'm going to go eventually. But there are some other ideas. And so if you're following along in your outline on page one, we find in Psalm really, it introduces a, a series of 15 psalms with this description, songs of degrees. Now, what do these degrees, I'm going to give you eight different ideas. We're going to stick on the last one, uh, what I just went through just a moment ago. It may be, first of all, a song of the higher choir or in a higher key. Can you imagine now you start the first degree in one key and you're going up a half step even every time you've gone up a 15, wow, it's going to be a really, oh, 
have to put that the bass do the first one and the first sopranos do the last one. If they go up a degree every or a key every time they sing another song. Uh, John Calvin said this, uh, this being a matter of small moment, I am disposed to make it the subject I am not disposed to make it the subject of elaborate investigation, but the probable conjecture is that this title was given to the Psalms because they were sung on a higher key than others. The Hebrew word for degrees being derived from the word meaning to ascend or go up, I agree with those who are of the opinion that if it denotes the different musical notes rising in succession. So perhaps maybe he thinks they every. So that's one of the prominent opinions that is it goes a little bit higher with each degree. Secondly, is this it may have been had to do with the stages on the journey back to the promised land after the Babylonian captivity. That might have been the degrees. Of course, remember Hezekiah is a you know sometime after David, obviously before the fall uh, of the Southern Kingdom. So seven hundreds, maybe that approximately David's of seven hundreds. I would think possibly Hezekiah is in that general neighborhood. So certainly long before the Babylonian captivity. Third, it may be a prophetic nature referring to the final ingathering in a coming day of the Jewish exiles from their worldwide dispersion. That might be what these degrees are, these, these psalms, 15 psalms. Fourthly, some have suggested that these psalms are related to some way to the restoration of the Ark of Jerusalem, and that would be the Ark of the Covenant. We talked about that in Psalm 24, etc. And so we I think Psalm 8 as well, possibly they go along with that. Five, what's the meaning of songs of degrees? Well, others think they refer to 15 stages in the annual ascent to Jerusalem. Degrees means going up by the tribes in their periodic pilgrimages to the holy city. A man named William Thompson in 1881 from the book called The Land in the Book said, If the traditional interpretation of the title Songs of Degrees be accepted, that they were sung by devout pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem to keep the great feast of the Lord, we may suppose that companies toiling up this long ascent would relieve the tedium of the way by chanting some of them. From the customs of Orientals still prevalent, I think it highly probable that such an explanation of the title may be substantially correct. End of quote. No one, though, really knows for sure what he's saying. But can you imagine now you're walking up to Jerusalem and get tired? I tell you, when I'm tired and hot and thirsty, I don't want to start singing. <laughs> but that's the idea. You stop for a moment and let's sing a song. Really? Uh, uh, I'd like some Diet Mountain Dew more than anything else. But that's, that's the idea. They probably were a lot happier. And as you all go, going to Jerusalem would have been an exciting thing for the Jews. Alfred Edersheim, in his book called The Golden Diary, he wrote this about 1877. He said, it has been ingenuously, in the bottom of page one, pointed out that these degrees or steps consist in the reiteration of a word or thought occurring in one clause, verse, or stanza, which in the next verse or stanza is used, as it were, as a step or degree by which to ascend up to a higher truth. In other words, step verse 1, verse 2 is a little higher truth, verse 3 a little higher truth, etc. And you can see how that might work with Psalm 121. And 7, perhaps these were songs on page 2 sung on the steps of the temple. We know that there were will be 15 steps in Ezekiel's future temple, we must look at that for you to say, where did the pastor get that? Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 22 and 31. Interestingly enough, in Ezekiel 40, 22, Ezekiel 40, 22, I think I'm the only one here, that's a fine, 40, 22, it says, For us here, and their windows and their arches and their palm trees were after the measure of the gate that looked up toward the east, and they went up into it by seven steps. How about verse 
31, same chapter, 20, 40, 31. And the arches thereof were toward the utter court, and the palm trees were upon the post thereof, and the going up to it had eight steps. 7, 8, 15. So 15 psalms, 15 steps in the new temple in Jerusalem. So maybe that was what it referred to. Martin Luther, in the commentary upon the Psalms of Degrees in 1577, said, I abide in the simple and plain sense as much as I may, and judge that these psalms are called the Psalms of Degrees because the Levites or priests were wont or supposed to sing them upon the stairs or some high place. Even as with us, he that beginneth the psalms or preacheth, standeth in a place above the rest that he may be better seen and heard. We do it today in our church, even our church right here. I'm doing that right now. For it seemeth not that these psalms were sung of the multitude which were in the temple or of the rest of the choir, but of certain which were appointed to sing them or at least to begin them on the stairs to the rest and so have their name like as some other of the psalms have their name, the title from the singer and so we find the songs of degrees. I asked you question one, what does it stand for? I think the most biblically accurate is it refers to the degrees of the sundial going back. Hezekiah wrote 10 of them, four David, one Solomon, and it refers to those uh, referring back to the reign of Hezekiah. But you can choose any of the other seven as you would like to do. Well, I can just tell you because there's that many opinions, there's no one has apodictic certainty what it means because there's so many different opinions. I like the treasure of David from John Lightfoot. He lived in the 1600s. And you might ask, Dr. Adams, I sure could tell you this, but why are there, why do we go back so far often to the good old commentaries? I think it's because men spent more time in the Word of God back then and they really got into God's Word and they've been so helpful like Edersheim and, and I'm reading Holiness by J.C. Ryle. These men of past centuries who spent time. Can we do it? Yes, we can do it today. Why do we not have people writing symphonies like Beethoven anymore? Because music was such a focus of their lives. Bach lived music in the 1600s. He, he wrote a new choir song every week in one position. Every week he had, a brand new, had to have a brand new one ready to write it from scratch. And he wrote it to the glory of God. He put over it all you know, to the glory of God, to the glory of God. And so he, today though, we have so many, I don't want to say distractions, but we have so many other things going on that we give our lives to a lot of different things perhaps that we'd be better served if I read the Bible more. I'm just If I prayed more. I, I, I don't think there's any of us could say, well, I just pray too much or I read the Bible. We don't. I don't care. You can read it five hours a day. Good. Keep going. Was it Dr. Chirion or somebody in India said he'd already read the Bible through 240 times? Like, wow. It's like, squish, squish. You know, it's like, Wow. And so it was a, as Dr. Uh, I, I know it was uh, the guy from Michigan, mm, Olette, R.B. Olette reads it every quarter of the year, reads it four times a year, the Bible, reads the Bible through four times a year. So we, we, we need to be reading. Anyway, Lightfoot says regarding this, regarding Hezekiah, Hezekiah lived these 15 years in safety and prosperity, having humbled himself before the Lord for his pride to the ambassadors of Babel. The degrees of the sun's reversing and the 15 years of Hezekiah's life prolonging may call to our mind the 15 psalms of degrees via, etc., Psalm 120 to 134. There were Hezekiah's songs that were sung to the stringed instruments in the house of the Lord. Whether they were picked up out by him for that purpose may be left to the conjecture, but I want us to go to Isaiah, please. Chapter 38, chapter 38 of Isaiah, and we shall read 
a good bit of this. If you're hanging in there with me, Isaiah chapter 38, uh, I trust that you're interested in how we got these 15 Psalms or why they're called the degrees as I am. In those days, 38.1, was Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord, And remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say unto Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, The God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days Fifteen years, and I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, and I will defend this city, and this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degrees, which is gone down in the sundial of Ahaz, ten degrees backward. So the sun returned ten degrees, by which degrees it was gone down. And the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered from his sickness, and looked down, and you know the rest of the story there, etc., Look at verse 20. And the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs unto two or two of the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. We will sing my songs. Ten. He wrote ten. And so is it not possible that since he had this marvelous experience of the sun dial going backwards 10 degrees by God's mighty power, that he possibly then wrote these 10 in connection with that sundial experience? It's interesting, uh, Dr. Phillips, in exploring Psalms Volume 2, says the Hebrew text uses the definite article in this expression. It is not just a song of degrees. It is what? The Song of Degrees. And so there's a very famous university just north of us, about two and a half hours, that when the football players and the meet the pros, they introduce themselves, I'm from Nebraska, I'm from Soho, I'm from the Ohio State University. And that's a definite article. It is from, there's only one, I'm from the Ohio State University. I'm not, but they were, etc. These are the Songs of Degrees. Only one set of degrees, can you think, which you know it now, there's one set of degrees mentioned in the Old Testament time, and that was the one of the degrees going backwards there on the sundial of Ahaz to prove that God was going to heal Hezekiah. He was given 15 more years, if you remember. Uh, we find that King Hezekiah was deathly ill. His prayer resulted in God healing him, giving him 15 more years. He was also given a sign by the prophet Isaiah as proof, and that was the sundial going backwards. Had it gone forwards, that would have been nothing unusual per se, as much unusual, but going backwards, it is mentioned six times in 2 Kings 20 and five times in Isaiah 38 in the original Hebrew. And so this is a big deal. The degrees were a big deal. In your outline, the 15 songs of degrees correspond to the number of years added to Hezekiah's life. He himself wrote 10 of them corresponding to the number of degrees. Now this is from Dr. Phillips. The shadow went back on the sundial. The other five were selected from extant. Now there's a word you need to know. E-X-T-A-N-T. Do you know what E-X-T-A-N-T means? Extant. I have two cats extant in my life. It's a poor example. It means existing. 
So when it says they have selected from extant, existing, we have 5,656, actually about 5,800 extant Greek manuscripts of partial or whole of the New Testament. 5,800 at least extant Greek manuscripts of either partial or complete of, of, the, of the New Testament in Greek. Existing. That means existing. So back to our sentence. In your outline there, it says, the, the sundial, the other five, were selected from extant existing hymns of David and Solomon and added to the collection. Solomon wrote 121. David wrote the other 127. Solomon wrote the other, other, five, other four in the area. 122, 24, 131, and 133. The ten psalms of Hezekiah, then, are not given any title. Now, why would it not be given a title? Because in 3820 of our text, if you're still open there, it says, therefore, we will sing my songs. We will sing my songs to the string instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. So Hezekiah, and by the way, does Hezekiah rank, where does he rank spiritually in the kings of Judah? I'm glad you asked. No one asked, but let's turn to 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 5. Two verses, 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 5. Now we know on the north, how many northern kingdom kings were good kings. Northern kingdom kings, I see a head shaking. There were none. None of the northern kingdom kings were good. There were several good kings, and I want to tell you, the outside of David, the only one that might trump this one, Hezekiah, is David. Uh, and 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 5, 2 Kings 18, 5, if you're still hanging in there, I trust you are, 18, 5, it says for us here, he, speaking of Hezekiah, trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Covers everybody. Before, after. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments which the Lord commanded Moses. So you want to put Hezekiah, I tell you, the only one that would surpass him in goodness or would be David. Now he's a lot more famous but Hezekiah was right there with David as far as his character, perhaps even in some regards a little better character. I'm, you don't know all about but we, Hezekiah was, there was no one else other than David of the southern kingdom kings who could compare. We know David was also over all 12 tribes, Hezekiah just over the two. So we find then that the Hezekiah's life was marvelous. He lived for the Lord. The story of his sickness and of the Syrian invasion, again, are the two main studies of, of the book about the life of Hezekiah. Interestingly enough, a study of the incidents recorded by the Holy Spirit reveals many points of comparison between Hezekiah's experiences and the theme of these songs. Matter of fact, the Companion Bible lists 15 comparisons between the life of Hezekiah and Psalms 120 through Psalm 134, the ones that he wrote. Fifteen comparisons. So with all of that, we finally arrive, if your Bibles are still open for five last, four last minutes, Psalm 121. We finally arrive there. It was probably written again where during or the Assyrian invasion or the threatening Jerusalem. It could have been adapted later for the returning of the exiles to Babylon. They could have been used for pilgrims. We have adapted Many of the psalms for our music liturgy today, have we not? The Lord is my light and my... Uh, Ron Hamilton, blessed be the man that walketh not. And we've adopted a lot, adapted, sorry, a lot of the psalms uh, to open my eyes that we want to see. All, a lot of the psalms have been adapted by us in our era for singing. So the Jews certainly could have uh, adapted them. 
We can imagine possibly even the Lord Jesus at 12 years of age going to Jerusalem, if that was part of it. You go a little while and sing, a little while and sing. He was singing some of these, very possibly. Even, even as his disciples, they went out to the Mount of Olives and sang a hymn. Possibly it was one of these psalms. It's possible. So we may picture, and I, this is the one I'm going to settle on, is the picture of Hezekiah because he wrote these psalms, this psalm particularly, and Sennacherib's on the border and getting ready to invade Jerusalem. Rabshakeh has come along in the, the highway of the Fuller's Field, etc., the conduit or the upper way, whatever though, where he was talking and, and criticizing and, and don't believe Hezekiah. And, and hey, this, we have a mighty king and he sent me and all these things. I'd have been shaking my boots. Was it not Hezekiah who took this? Was it he that laid it before the Lord and prayed over? I think it was him that did that. He said it before the Lord, Lord, this is, this is what we have. We need you. And by the way, do you remember what the bottom line was? How the Lord saved Jerusalem? 185,000 of the soldiers were killed by one angel. I think angel Lord. 185,000. And, and Shennacherib had rumors of war. He turned and went back home and was killed by one of his sons. And he, he's worshiping a false god. God moves in mighty ways. Then we, we, we have, though, this very... Short memory. Well, well, God's not answered this. Well, how about this one? That's why a prayer journal. This one? Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, he did that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, yes. And, oh, yeah. and we, but what about this one? What about these? And, and Pastor Tim forgets about how many times God has come through and answered prayer and kept you safe and started the car and done this and someone stopped alongside and and all these different things. We forget those in the moment of discouragement. The first two verses are in the first person. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Don't you like the importance of pronouns? I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. It's you and me today now, are you going to say, well, if I look at the hills of Greedip County, I'm going to look the same. It was more than just the hills. If you put a little question mark, it might help your thinking at the end of verse 1. From when, I know it's not there. I'm just sort of, I'm doing a little bit of poetic license. You want, whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. That's the answer. From whence cometh my help? Now, you don't have to put a question mark there, but that's, that's what, he, what he's saying my help cometh from the Lord. If the hills are already full of the bad guys, my help's coming from the Lord. That's who's going to help. It's far beyond that. Far beyond the singular hill. And the third person singular goes on from the rest of the, of the psalm there, if you would. It seems, like a, it seems like when the hymn is finished and added to the Hebrew hymn book, it was intended to be sung by several groups. One group chiming in to answer the other. Possibly a soloist sang the first two verses to be answered by the choir. In any case, it is a psalm to turn to when shadows deepen and the future looks bleak, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? Can you imagine Hezekiah's situation? It's like ISIS is on the door. We, we don't even realize how much people in the Bible times went through horrendous. They were impaled on stakes. They were flayed alive. Isaiah, I believe, was sawn asunder while living. It was the most heinous. I don't know how people, human beings, do this to other human beings, except I can tell you it's sin and evil. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Right? Desperately wicked. 
So I told someone just yesterday, once again, the one thing I know that always works in discouraging time is God's word. It does not fail. It will not return void. If you're discouraged tonight, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my and your help. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you tonight for your word. Uh, it is, it is, there is nothing like studying your word and finding out how little I know, how wonderful your word is. Lord, it is living. That's why it never fails. It encourages every time. Even reading the same things over, it encourages every time. Matter of fact, Lord, you said in Hebrews, it was living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So Lord, I thank you for the living word. May we read it every day and meditate upon it as we go through the day. And ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.